I'm the best. 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 With some women and my finger in their head. Hello, hello. It is episode 161 of this podcast. And it's my birthday, so you gotta touch my ass. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Welcome to the Horny on Main podcast. <laughs> Bonk! Yeah. <laughs> Hi everybody! Welcome back, Ding Dong One Sixty One episode. Of, it's a pod. Episode you ever heard of that? Of this podcast, it, it, of it, Ding Dong, it, you're here. It, 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 I'm live in Missoula. Live in the flesh, in live. the chair, auf Fleisch. Read <laughs> it. Yeah, well, I uh, was at Lost Trail last weekend, Humble and rack. it was. Uh, we were staying in a little cabin because it was Trevor's birthday, mm-hmm. and but it was like a community cabin, so everybody mm-hmm. like came out into the hallway and people were like, what's up? What's up? And I go, V Gates. And some girl just goes, V Gates. <laughs> you're like, ma'am, it's not that, it's not that funny. <laughs> Deutsch. It's the funniest on earth. The funniest on earth. Well, Tyler, uh, yeah. How old are you this year? A billion. A billion. At least seven. At least. Now I'm 28. 28. It's a He's weird... going up we're kinda, on a Tuesday. We're kind of the weird year point right because yes. it's like what's 27 to 29 27 is ass 27 was pretty wild 27 was literally a pandemic the entire <laughs> fucking year for me two days like two days before my birthday was when we got locked down in washington yeah and so the entire year has been a pandemic so yeah now got married in that year too yeah so there's great. definitely good stuff yeah but you know what i think you could describe this year as you, have you ever seen the tweet or the meme or whatever it is that says, uh, I'm acting like I'm fine, but secretly my sock is falling down in my shoe and yes. I'm dying? That's everybody right now. That's that's emotionally where we're all at. Yeah. That is vivid. <laughs> and not incorrect. Well, you know, I don't want to mislead the people. Dude. I had Well, so speaking of birthday stuff, my parents were asking me like, okay, what birthday presents do you want? And, and you said your presence will be enough. Thank you. I'll true. be here all night. <laughs> Actually, that's, that is what I should have said. Uh, but instead, I'm greedy. And so I asked for goods <laughs> that I don't have. Um, so, so uh, I, but like, pr- birthday presents shift throughout time. Right. You're pri- like, I always used to make fun of people who would ask for real boring or practical shit. Yeah. And now that's all I want. The, I think the key to the best, this is gift giving advice from me. Yeah. The key to the best gift you can give someone is a gift that that person would want, but for the fact that they have to pay some sort of money or, you know, right. something. They have to pay for it, and they're not going to buy it for themselves, because while they want it, they don't want it bad enough to pay for it. Right. That's if you exactly could have it, it for free, then yeah. you'd be stoked. Uh, so, I use this every day. So I think that the I think what I'm going to ask for because I've chatted with my mom about this. I think what I'm going to ask for is a bread machine. Nice. I love bread. Dude, it's a game changer. I feel like it has to be. TikTok has shown me the ways of bread makers. And now, 
I feel like I missed the wave on like making sourdough. Yeah. I, that wasn't me early quarantine. And it's a lot of work. It's like owning another pet. That's what I mean. You got to, it stays alive. Yeah. You got to like Hello? feed it. You got to change it once a week. I like, feel like I'll be like guilty if I eat it too. little bread baby. Ugh. I would <clears throat> be bad at keeping a bread baby alive. Yeah. It happens to the best of them. Well, um, <laughs> so I feel like a bread machine, especially one that. I've learned a lot about them recently. Yeah. One that you just throw the ingredients in and mm-hmm. it mixes it. Mm-hmm. And then some of them even have timers to tell you like, hey, you're making a cinnamon raisin loaf. Toss yep. the raisins in now. That's crazy. Yep. I want something unfuck upable. Yeah. The uh, We have a bread maker and uh, Rose will hate me for this, but. She has managed to make a mess out of the bread maker a couple times. Well, it doesn't like her. Oh, which is so sad because Rose is actually a really good baker. <laughs> she is. You would feel like maybe it's one of those things where it's like somebody playing T ball is going to hit the T a lot more often if they're used to the ball being pitched at them, right? Than some idiot who walks up and just swings at just it. Swings. It's like all right, well, yeah. So it's not it's not a representation of your actual skill level. It's just, it just wasn't your day to use the bread maker, right? You know, but. uh Always make sure your little tray is snapped all the way down in there or else okay. it won't spin the little auger. Which um, would be pretty devastating to the whole mixing element yeah, of that. Yeah, and it tells you this, but you put your dry ingredients in and you layer them all up. Mm-hmm. And then as it mixes, it just mixes down into itself. So like Wild. you can't mix the yeast with the salt too sure. early because it'll kill the yeast right? and things like that. And then you just kind of mess around with it. Like I've realized I have to put it on the lowest crust setting Mm. because very quickly bread in a bread maker gets this thick ass, dry ass, inedible crust. And so you put it on nice and light and it's just a very pretty, nice loaf that comes out of there and it's great. But I'm thinking like, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. And I love bread. I've recently been on a big sourdough (laughs) kick. I know you like people are going to be like, Tyler, you can't make sourdough in a bread machine. I get it. I know. Whatever. But- I can make a lot of other breads and yeah. supplement it because I'm not. I'm gonna fuck up sourdough for a long time. People have figured it out at an affordable price. Yeah. I'm gonna just buy that. Yeah. But if I want like a nice loaf yeah. to make like a French toast with or something like that, I would much rather just make that. Yeah. Than go like buy and Texas toast. pennies. That's what I mean. It, it costs, costs nothing. Basically nothing. Yeah. But it's also one of those things that I've looked at kind of from a distance because I'm like, I don't know. Do I make bread that often? Right. Well, I certainly don't now because I don't have one. Right. But would I, would I, given the opportunity, make bread more than once a month? Yeah. I feel like if so, sure. But um, now it's to the point where I'm like, my parents are like, what do you want? And I fortunately don't really want a ton of stuff. Yeah. I don't need a lot. And so I'm kind of like, right, what fits that category? The only other thing I could think of was actually a sponsor bit from Phil on nice. on Phil on Philly D. Okay. He had like a portable blender. Oh cup. yeah. I just saw that the other it day. It looked fucking awesome. Yeah, and they're pretty affordable. I right. think I clicked on it and it wasn't wasn't crazy expensive. So I'm kinda like, well fuck, do I want a blender cup now? Long story short is I'm asking for a kitchen appliance. But that yeah. leads me to my first topic today. Ooh. Great segue. It leads me to a topic called good ice. Now, for those of you who know me a while ago, I, I, I'll demonstrate right here. This is gonna piss off a lot of people. I got some good ice. Oh, we've talked about good ice it's before. Good chewing ice. Yeah. I don't really drink. I don't smoke. I don't do a lot of stuff. But what I do <laughs> is chew ice all the fucking time, <laughs> like constantly. There's very few moments in the day where I'm not chewing ice. And so, I thought. Wouldn't it be great to have a personal ice machine? Yeah. 
The thing is, that is my, and I've mentioned this probably three times in the last week, just kind of leading up to my birthday. Right. That is the pinnacle of luxury to me. Right. People might say, Tyler, wouldn't you say a Lamborghini? No. Would be that? No. Does it have a nice so maker expensive. in the dash? Yeah, no. It, be, it doesn't even have a cup holder without paying extra. <sighs> what am I supposed to do with all my cup of ice? Put it in my lap? Like a pour? That's a... <laughs> <laughs> Here I am in my Lamborghini with no cup holder. In my Lamborghini panel wagon. Lamborghini panel wagon. Sapphire blue. <laughs> it feel like two or three. I, I like that guy. Yeah, it's great. I want him to describe every color he sees. Sapphire blue. Um, so, but I thought about it because, and the reason I say it's the pinnacle of wealth to me, or like the pinnacle of like luxury. Yeah. When I lived in Texas, I worked for a guy who built custom homes, mm-hmm. and these were beautiful properties. Luxuriance. Like F- Afflerblazance. <laughs> Bubbles. With Lambertini. Sassan Blue. <laughs> this, too, can be yours. Um, but he would average, like, I don't know, $1.4 million, I think, was the average home Jesus. price that he would build. And his house was beautiful. He used it as a show house. And yeah. so, um, you know, he would invite clients over for, yeah, nice. <laughs> he would invite clients over for dinner and be like, okay, well, let me show you all the things because if I'm going to live with them and I'm happy about that, you should be too. You're paying me a lot of fucking money. So you may as well be able to see it firsthand. Right. And so, like, he had uh, a downstairs bar with paint that was imported from Amsterdam what? because it was like was it vehicle paint? grade paint and it had like a special gloss. It was like, a thousand dollars a can or something like it was fucking stupid and like <laughs> it was actually just dabs it was that re- you spray <laughs> you're right it was really cool paint but also uh, diminishing returns there right. you know right um and so he had a bunch of stuff but one thing he had that made me uh, i would argue is my favorite part of this multi-million dollar home was he had a cupboard like a full cabinet size yeah that was just an ice machine Yo. and it wasn't just any ice machine. It was a pellet ice machine. Oh. So every morning I would show up, we would, I would pull in, and I would say, okay, Jason, you ready to go? And he would say, yep, let me go grab my cup. And he'd scoop a Yeti full of ice, like his Yo. little cup, and pour whatever water he was having that day. And then we'd hit the road. Yo. That was it. He, he, dude, he had a supply of ice that he could scoop out at any point throughout the day in the middle of Texas. And it was great ice. And it was perfect. It was the best. And then I looked up that ice machine and it was $5,000. What? I mean, the man had like wolf appliances and like amazing stuff. $5,000 on a multi-million dollar property is literally nothing. Yeah. But it also kind of crushed my dreams of owning an ice machine. You you had crushed ice at that point. Yes. No longer though. (laughs) Because I looked on Amazon a few days ago. And there is crushed ice machines. People are going to be mad about this when I say like, oh, it's so affordable. It's not. It is prohibitively expensive. But. Not $5,000. It's $500. Yo. All right. So the problem is, though, it's $500. (laughs) Right. I'm not going to ask. Like, my parents like, we will help if you want to, like, buy a thing. We can help buy that. Right. I'm not going to ask them to pay no. for a $500 ice machine. No. Especially since maybe a week ago I had told them that, quote, that is my ideal pinnacle of luxury and wealth. <laughs> so it feels a little greedy to ask for that a week after. Also, 
you know, you're only 28. Right. Well, how do I go up from oh, there? Right. You if don't want to peak too early. At 28, everybody always cracks jokes that I'm turning 75 today. Yeah. And they're not wrong. But I feel like if I do this and I, I hit my peak now, I have just stretched the slow slide into madness. Yeah. What happens? What happens to your timeline at that point when you jump? That many right. years into the future. Right. Because now I've got like, oh, what am I going to look forward to? Another ice machine? <laughs> a bigger got ice nothing machine? nothing to live with. I don't know. One that has fucking buttons that you can dispense snow cone flavor into it. Oh, man, that's a fucking good idea. Dude. But I, I guess what it comes down to is like, I think I want a bread machine. Yeah. And then this saucy temptress of an ice machine came into play. <sighs> the only thing is, though, it's huge. Here's what you can do. What's up? You can sell your bread. Until you can buy an ice machine. <laughs> Shit, that's not a bad idea. Hey, you make, it's five cents a loaf. You sell a thousand loaves, you're halfway there. The thing is that <laughs> this this feels like math that we used to do all the time. We sell five if we sell a thousand albums at five dollars an album, we made five thousand dollars. Exactly. That's technically correct. Yeah. When the fuck did we think we were gonna sell a thousand albums it, to anyone? And they were ten bucks an album. Hey, we right. did make our money back. That's true. That was, that was one of those things. For anybody who doesn't know, we used to be in a group called Lyrical Motion. Um, and this was back when people still pressed hard copies of CDs. And now they do it as like more collector stuff. Like if you're going to sign a bunch of CDs and send them out, great. Sure. But people don't, like you can just put it digital. Like right. why, why everybody can get it. That's that how way. people consume stuff. Right. Shout out to our Spotify listenership. Sure. Um, <laughs> and everywhere else. Um, so we were like, oh, well, CD Baby's got a great deal mm-hmm. um, for a thousand for a thousand CDs. You'd save this much per disc. Fucking we're rolling right now. We got a good buzz. Might right. as well. Also releasing it digitally. Right. And uh, now we have about 800 CDs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want one, let us know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll probably a dollar a piece. We'll probably, if anything, we'll I have actually, three boxes here somewhere. Right. The more money you give us, the more we will throw at you. And some might yeah. say, Tyler, that's how transactions work. And I'd say, no, we're going to give you like 48 if you give us like yeah. $2. What happens if all of our CDs have NFTs and that- then they just... Go Same. up from there. You fucking read my mind, buddy. We are back in action. Dude. The second I show up in Missoula, we're synced up again. We're in it. I because was just talking to Rose about this earlier. NFTs are the fucking craziest it's thing. It's the future, man. I almost bought more today. Dude. I missed it. Actually, I wasn't paying attention to the time. Yeah. Okay, we should back up for people who don't know. No, don't explain gonna... NFTs to people. You can go so many places and learn about NFTs. I want to be on the front end of this one. Okay, that's fine. I give all the good ideas away. That's fine. Because people are t- selling their tweets now. Yeah. I saw that last night. Go go learn about go buy a Kings of Leon album. For go con- go support Blau. He just made eleven million dollars the other he day. He made a shitload of money the other day. Yeah. I will say this, NFTs, just to name it, so yeah. you can look it up easier, non fungible token. Yes. Okay? It's a Bitcoin thing. It's a it's digital a stamp thing. that says this is an original. But somebody so the the big one that I've been into is Top Shot. Yeah. Which is great. Did I tell you did I tell you what I pulled in my pack like no. two days ago? Okay, so Top Shot is digital playing cards, essentially, but a little bit more complicated than that. Right. And the the big idea behind it is because somebody's like, well, if it's a moving, if it's like a GIF, basically, or a GIF or whatever, like, why couldn't you just go look up that highlight? You can. And it's like, well, you can. But your cousin could design you a Michael Jordan rookie card in Photoshop and print it out and put it on cardstock, and that's not valuable. it's real. Right. And so- 
it, it's the idea of the scarcity of it and the owning the rights to that specific yeah. card. And, you know, it's like, for example, I just sent my Pokemon card, the two of them off to get graded. Yeah. And some person at CGC is going to look at my card over the next two months under a microscope and do measurements and do all sorts of stuff. And they'll give me a subjective grade based off of things that they viewed, which will have a, you know, multiple level impact on the price of it. Right. So if I get a seven or eight, my Charizard from, you know, 15 years ago is going to be worth, you know, a thousand dollars. And if I get a five or a six, it's going to be worth a few hundred. And so it's like the nice part about NFTs and specifically Top Shot right now Mm -hmm. is that you're getting a digital moment. So there's no risk of somebody creasing it. There's no risk of it getting scratched. There's whatever. It comes down to how cool is the moment? Do you like that player? And um, how's their career going, really? How's I mean, their career? What's their scarcity of the cereal? Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff like that. And so the Top Shot's been interesting because like today they just had a drop. I almost bought one, too. Um, but I missed the line. And and the they have an interesting queuing system. I don't yeah. know if you've looked much into no. it. But basically it, it, at a typical drop, like you remember when we would go get. Like Halo or something yeah. from GameStop. Oh my god! Shout out fucking GameStop, dude. I love. I'm so obsessed. <laughs> the stock market has been nice to me the Just last crazy. week or so. And good, good for you. I've lost a lot of sleep though. I wake up at six in the morning every day now, Damn. because the markets open at nine thirty, and right. I want to be up awake for them to track. Yeah, that. I help. Um, <laughs> but uh, so right, you go to GameStop, whatever. You're sitting in line, and you have a midnight premiere. Right. And unless you've pre-ordered it. You don't get the game unless there are, you're, they have let's say they have 100 copies and yeah. 75 are pre-ordered. You better be one of the other 25 in line. Right. And so instead of doing that and saying, oh, well, you got here first, you got here second, bots exist. There are so many ways to kind of fool that system. Right. So they've taken an interesting approach where they um, open a, a lobby in a sense, like 10 minutes before any any pack drops. And they say, great, join in, whatever. And you just kind of like digitally mill about in a sense. You're not actually right. doing anything, but you're just in the lobby. And it counts down and then it says, great. And it shuffles everybody. So it doesn't matter if you got in that first second or you got in a millisecond before the pack oh, dropped. Shit. You get shuffled into line. And so sometimes you'll end up in the first hundred or first thousand. Um, the one I joined, my first one I tried to go for, there was 30,000 packs available. Yeah. And I was 187,000th in line. So, I mean, at a certain point, like, yeah, it sucks, but it also lets you know, like, look, bud, you're not getting there. Right. Not your day. Right. And so I got, they did one recently where they dropped, um, I think it's the Seeing Stars or Shining Stars or something like that promotion. Yeah. And long story short, it's basically like a, if you're thinking of it in card values, it's not like rookie cards necessarily, but it's not base level either. It's a little bit step up. And then you get two regular looking ones too. And so um, I tried to line up for the first one. Same thing. Over six figures in line for 60,000 packs available. Right. Um, the next day, though, I lined up and I was like 30,000 in Dang. line for 60,000 available. So I was definitely getting one. And so you get into it and all this stuff. And like, like we said, it comes down to everything else. Like Charizard is objectively not necessarily a better Pokemon. Right. But the consensus is he's cool. He holds sentimental value with a lot of people. He's right. therefore valuable. Right. Because, again, like any good market, the value of something is what someone It's like will being pay an art it. collector. Right. <laughs> and so um, so in my pack, I got a Julius Randle um, kind of layup, which was sweet. I got a Paul George dunk, which was cool. Okay. 
And then I pulled a Zion Williamson. Oh, shit. I looked. So keep in mind, too, I paid $14 for this card or for the pack of three. And it's random. You get randomly assigned. Zion is obviously very popular. I would argue one of the most popular players on the market right now. Absolutely. The second after I bought that card, I looked because I'm going to hold it for a while. Yeah. Um, I looked just out of curiosity, though. That card was selling for over $500. Yeah. So that's the thing about crazy about them is that like not only does whoever mints the NFT that's what it's called when you Mm -hmm. put the signature on it is minting it right whoever mints the NFT gets royalties Mm -hmm. so if you're the artist no matter how many times that product sells right that those specific ones you get a kickback from that right the person selling them obviously gets gets their money yeah and so it's it's like a minor form of investment I guess major form of investment really right but like I was listening to a thing, this dude, he's a photographer, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, well, I don't think it's quite there to just sell pictures as NFTs. Sure. So I got together with one of my artist friends, and I animated one of his photos, mm-hmm. and we did a drop, and he said he sold them for $200, $199, I think is what they sold for. They sold X amount, and his buddy called him the next day mm-hmm. and was like, hey, man, hate to do this to you. But it's worth $4,500 now, so I'm going to go ahead and sell it. And he goes, no, please do. That's Definitely. what drives the value up. Like, right. I made a year's worth of my normal salary mm-hmm. over the weekend dropping a limited amount of just some art. Right. And Well, and it, it the biggest pushback, and to be fair, it's a pushback that I had against it too, is this idea of like, right, what makes that valuable? Right. Why would somebody pay for that? Like, there's this artist Beeple, B-E-E-P-L-E. Mm-hmm. Who may he had He's put five thousand days of putting out a piece right. of digital art every day, right? And he just had one auction through Christie's, yeah. like the art market, yeah. for six point six million dollars. Yeah. And again, there there's plenty of discussion around, like, oh well, that person put a single dot of paint on a blank canvas and yeah. it sold for twelve million dollars, whatever. Somebody, what a value of something is, is what, what someone is willing, willing to pay, pay for. It. The end. I understand the art collection being a scam at right. like the highest level for, I, I'm going to use the term sure. real art yes. loosely, because if you have rich friends and you're like, hey, I fucking made this, pay me for it. I'm going to use it as a tax write off. Right. That's like a real thing that happens. Right. And people scam the fuck out of everybody. Um, and, try to pretend like their art's worth something when their art shit and they just have rich friends. Right. But these other people put a fucking hell of a lot of time into it mm-hmm. to the point where they have a fan base. Right. And if they, it's like Wu-Tang released one album mm-hmm. and people bid on it and you get shitty Martin Shkreli getting it, it yeah. but they made so much fucking money off that. Mm-hmm. They're also selling, what is it, a 400 pound oh, photo right. book yeah. right now and there are like 30 of them available. Right. And so the more people hear about them and go, Ooh, I want one of those. The higher the demand goes, and the more money they get paid. Right. Well, it's basic market economics, right? Yeah. It's it's the scarcity and the popularity yeah. of it all. It all drives the price. And so, a big thing for me, the the example that swayed me too, was just like what you're talking about, the benefit to artists. Right. Because obviously, Top Shot isn't necessarily doing this, but I I, I like that as a medium because I understand it in the context of like a Pokemon card. Right. Because I'm sending mine off to get graded in the hopes it gets a good grade or whatever. And how nice it would be to just have someone see that it's in perfect condition, whatever. And then right. you could grade it on something different, like the serial number or whatever, rather than, hey, I hope this thing held up over the last 20 right. years. 
the the context that it was explained to me and that made the most sense as to why you would buy artwork via NFT is let's say you have a Rembrandt or a Monet or whatever. Right. How many fake versions of those exist? As many as people print. Like cuz right. it's not as it's not illegal to print duplicates. Like right. especially like music if you put out an album as an NFT mm-hmm. and you sell a hundred albums, right. you're still going to put that album out on Spotify. Right. People can still listen like, to it. The only benefit to having it is the popularity of the album and the fact that there's a scarcity of the quote unquote original. Right. Regardless of if it sounds the same as anything else you can find on the internet. Right. And so the the idea too of like, right, we've heard of art fakes. We've heard of people buying for millions and millions of dollars only to discover it's not an authentic copy. And the nicest part about NFTs is it's all verified via blockchain. So you yeah. can trace, albeit to a degree anonymously, right. you can still trace the exact path. And if that trace doesn't make its way back to the original creator, then you have an easily an, auth- or an easily verifiable, authentic way of proving that this is a real piece of art in perpetuity. There's no way... Like you get 20 years down the road or whatever, and you can't trace the blockchain back. Yeah. Because, and so it gives, I would argue, more legitimacy to it. It's right. different and it's new, so people are questioning it. And right. I think rightfully so. And it just sounds like it, it sounds, sounds future. Yeah, very foreign. Like, And it's like, well, I don't, I, it's scary and new. I don't know about it. Especially because it moved so fast from cryptocurrency to this, mm-hmm. which is essentially a new, another form of crypto i mean really yeah um do you see yachty made yachty coins no i love that he sold like 200 and whatever yachty coins or whatever and they give you like you get stuff from his tours and there there's a bunch of benefits to having one uh but he made like almost three hundred thousand dollars on the first drop and they'll never make any more and so as long as people want to be in lil yachty's inner circle those can just keep being sold and he makes money every time they're sold plus if you're like I'm in a pinch. I need to sell this shit off. You can make a You've bunch got of an money. Asset, right? Yeah. Well, and like Phil had a good point about it too. On he was talking about NFTs and things like that yeah. in the Kings of Leon <clears throat> example. Right. And he's like, let's hypothetically say you're an influencer or a musician or whatever, and you sell an NFT, um, and it's you know uh, an access token to an event. Right. Well, let's say that event comes then with a perk or something like that that is only exclusive to those people who are able to get it. Mm-hmm. If you are a fan of that musician, let's say in the future, um, but you, right, you need money or you just want to sell it off and have somebody else get the experience and you have like the one year fan NFT that you were able to acquire via certain collectible things, then you could sell that off to somebody else, make a profit back, and then that person can experience the experiences that come as a result of having that. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of a cool way to do it. It just sounds so futury yeah. and it's bizarre for sure. Right. Dealing in things like, like fiat, like actual paper money yeah. is not foreign to us and therefore it doesn't feel questionable. Right. But there's a lot of the, the, the art example and the, you know, what's stopping somebody from printing out um, a copy of a Charizard card yeah, and nothing. saying, Hey, this is valuable. It's like, well, no, it's not. Somebody's going to tell, tell you, no, it's not. <laughs> right. We all agree that it's not, but if everybody kind of comes together and agrees, we all agree a dollar is a dollar. Right. And there's of course impacts nationwide about yeah. what that means and things like that. But by and large, nobody's like, well, I printed this dollar and it has value. Right. We all agree that that's not the case. Right. So what's the difference here? Yeah. We all agree. I could watch that clip of Zion taking somebody to the rim and absolutely jamming on him. Hell yeah. But, 
it's nice to own a part of it. Plus, too, I think it arguably makes the market more accessible because right. you look at collector's items and things like that. One interesting one was a Steph Curry rookie card that people are auctioning um, fractional shares of. Oh, wow. So they're selling an NFT for a physical item. Okay. And the idea of an NFT is it's non-fungible, so it's a digital asset. Yeah. But- I mean, let's say there was a Kobe card, right? Right. K rookie Kobe card. You could never afford that. It's $500,000. Right. But for $5,000 or $1,000, you can own one five hundredth of that card and you have the right. So if that card sells, you get you get whatever one five hundredth of the profit is. Yeah. And so, I mean, we see it in trading and markets and things like that where I can't necessarily afford an Apple share, but I can afford a fifth of right. an Apple share. And so maybe I'll make a fifth of the dividend. And if it goes up, I will increase proportionally with the stock. Right. But it, it's just making things that are previously unaccessible to a large audience now wild, or widely acceptable and available. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely cool. Um, say say you were trying to buy an ice machine for your house yes and you had an asset zion williamson might buy you an ice machine at some point what's so fucking crazy is you're right i didn't even think of that if i right if i if i flip zion in like a week or two when the market comes less crazy because it's all flooded because all-star weekend right Dude, now maybe you hold it until you buy a house and you go hey i need an ice machine zion thanks do your zion. thing dude i'll tweet at him and be like yo bless thanks Thank for the you. ice machine my guy Thanks and he's for, like, can I come have a couple of ice? And you say, yeah, of course. somebody and buying me this ice machine. Dude, speaking of sports, did you see Anthony Edwards a couple weeks ago had like dunk of the year? No. Um, uh, Anthony Edwards was the number one draft pick this year. And yeah. he had quite, kind of a quiet start to the season. Right. I hadn't heard And then it was anything. like one dunk and it changed the entire trajectory then, of like oops. how people were looking at his season. Right. And he hasn't like. He's been averaging like almost 25 points a game since then and yep. just fucking yamming on people. I love that. Like going nuts. Anyway, you love to hear it. Yeah. The NBA is interesting right now. I agree. Can we go back to uh, kitchen appliances always. for a minute? We can always go back to kitchen appliances. <laughs> so I was out cleaning windows the other day. Mm -hmm. I clean windows like three days a month. Right. And this lady comes walking by and especially if I'm like... If I'm doing the outside, I'm at, at that Albertsons. There, the sidewalk isn't really that wide, and people can park right there. Sure. So I'm holding the big old pole. I'm usually in the way. Right. I'm just there to do my job. So I'm going to move out of people's way mm -hmm. and give them a smile. But I'm wearing my mask, even though I'm like I'm just too lazy to take it off once I get outside. Plus, I'm still <laughs> going to be close to people. Just I, right. I'm not. I'm not dealing with it. Right. So look at this lady. Smile. Excuse me. And she looks at me and goes. Oh, did you ever get that avocado slicer figured out? <laughs> what? Zane, what? <laughs> and I go, I go, this woman's setting me up for a joke. What the fuck yeah, is she going on? Fucking mash on? I was me. like, um, I don't think I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. And she goes, oh, well, I was at a, at a garage sale the other day and Oh, you! It it must not be you. You guys have like the same eyes. You look you look like the guy that was next to me. Anyway, I was talking to him and he picked up this thing and he goes, "Hey, is this an avocado slicer?" Sure. And I hadn't ever met anybody else that knew what an avocado slicer was. And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Okay, thanks." And he left. And I thought maybe it was you. And I was just wondering if you had gotten to use it yet. <laughs> 
say. <laughs> so I was like, nope, not me. I'm sorry. Not me. And she goes, oh, well, anyway, have a nice day. <laughs> like, goes like that's really pleasant. <laughs> but also, what a, like, you got to be pretty confident. To lead off with, hey, you get that avocado slicer figured out. I just want to start going up to people. Hey, you ever get that avocado slicer figured out? And they go, what? And you just walk off. Like, just leave it at great. that. You're just the mystery man that asks. Right. And then they go home and they go, honey, the strangest thing happened to me. <laughs> so I was at a party the other day <laughs> and this guy came up and he goes, hey, you ever get that avocado slicer figured out? And I said, no. And he walked away. And I was like, was he offering me drugs? Right. What was- that's what I was going to say is it feels like that's that's a lead off for like an undercover drop situation. <laughs> right. And you're like, actually, the left tine jammed. And then you go into the bathroom and you deal the drugs. It was um, actually for boiled eggs. Yeah. And then they're like, OK, I get it. Nice. This guy wants a lot of cocaine. <laughs> um, I like that type of phrase where you can just say something and it can mean anything. Right. There was a TikTok I watched recently that was somebody talking about the idea that you can kind of substitute really anything for getting drunk. (laughs) And my favorite was, I got absolutely flapjacked last night, dude. She had some good ones. Yeah. That was was a quality TikTok. But you you can just say anything. Yeah. You can just be like, I got fucking- bush cut. Dude, I got dust panned last night. (laughs) We're going to go out and get absolutely fucking yoga balled. <laughs> I'm getting cram jam tomorrow. Right. I'm getting a wide ass brim. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make so much sense. But you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I'm getting tossed and breaded tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm going out tonight. I'm getting absolutely tarred and feathered. No. Believe you me. <laughs> But the idea of getting flapjacked, I think, is pretty funny because it can mean anything. Oh. It's whatever you decide. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. And then back to money. Right. Fucking. I've had a bunch of weird follows on Instagram recently. Mm. Not on my artist page. Like sure. on my normal. Regular person. Regular personal page. And they're all Instagram investors. Not that they're invested in Instagram, no, but they're but... investors that are on right I, investors. Quotes, yeah. Um, and I look through their page and I go, "Hey, why don't you invest in not looking like a scrub?" Because <laughs> get caught, my guys. <laughs> because it'll be like a dude, and it'll be like, "I made thirty million dollars last cool. week off of trading and whatever else he did," right. and so he has all these pictures next to like super expensive cars and in mansions and around a bunch of people that look really nice. Mm-hmm. And just because you dress yourself in like Gucci or Louis Vuitton or whatever, doesn't mean you look nice. It's no. like, yo bro, comb your hair right. and just wear a nice shirt. And maybe I'll believe you. Right. Versus I'm- you looking like you Photoshopped yourself into right. You show <laughs> up with Gucci a ni- slides. Right. You show up in a nice cut and a Kirkland signature <laughs> fucking drip. Then I'm buying it. Yeah. You show up in mismatched Gucci and Versace. See ya. See ya. Bye. That's such a like. I I feel like women do it just slightly differently. Sure. Where like they're not around like necessarily cars and stuff, but it'll be like fountains or like super expensive bottles of champagne. It's like nothing else looks expensive here. Right. But you have a thirty thousand dollar bottle of champagne. It's like yeah, but you brought a thirty thousand dollar bottle of champagne into a Holiday Inn. Like you could have just like stood outside the gas station or the supermarket with that. Like, right. Is that a Safeway in the background? <laughs> like, I'm Why not saying that rich people lot? are not allowed to go to Safeway, but like, I figure right. 
if you're buying that expensive of a bottle, you probably got a place that you're going to go right. for that. That's still a Chevy. Like. <laughs> that dude, that sounds like a fake Australian phrase. That's you know, still so a Chevy. Because it's. I I assume we've talked about this, but I I love that Australians as a like a cultural idea just fuck with people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, part of the identity of being Australian is when you go to a non-Australian place, you just mess with somebody. Yeah. Or even if you're there, yeah. still just doesn't matter. Oh, you're not from here. Okay, but like gotcha. my favorite Australianism that I've heard is like, "Hey man, you here to you know have a good time or have a drink or whatever?" And they go, "Yeah, well I'm not here to fuck spiders." <laughs> Which is so poignant. So like, aggressive. That, super aggressive, but also like, hey man, you guys snowboarding today and you're already on the lift? Well, yeah, man, I'm not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> you know? But that's not a real phrase. No. Don't go to Australia and say, well, I'm not here to fuck spiders, because they'll say, get the fuck out of here, you Yankee bitch. <laughs> like, we know. And that's how, if everything else somehow doesn't give it away, that'll be it. Yeah. But that's such a funny phrase. If you could just do that and say that commonly without like worrying about it, why wouldn't you? That's the response to, did you ever figure out the avocado slicer? Yeah. Well, I'm not here to fuck spiders. And then you both go and buy a lot of drugs. (laughs) The deal has been, it's done. <laughs> but Congratulations. like the problem it's way too aggressive to use in regular life. Like if oh, I yeah. came home from the store and Madison was like, "Hey, did you pick up some Mio while you were there?" and it's like, "Yeah, well, I didn't fuck spiders while I was there." That would be such a rude response. Here's the problem is that's how I respond to stuff. I know. That's the thing. It's like it, it's not that I want to respond that way because it's rude and I feel like that'll get my point across. Right. I think it's hilarious. It's just entirely inappropriate. It's funny. And also, just don't ask me any questions ever. Basically, <laughs> right. If you're asking me any question, you're going to get a, <laughs> yeah. a response it's that like, you might not ask like. Ask a silly question. No, just ask a question. Right. Any of them. Even a good one. <laughs> Even a good one. Probably not going to get a nice response. <laughs> Dude, since we didn't pod last week, I have so many topics and don't have any way to like segue into any of them. That's fine. We hit, we, dude, we hit clean ass segues. Dude, every once in a while you get one. Sure. Um, but I was thinking, you know, sometimes you just have time to think. Indeed. And I was thinking that like, yeah, don't it always seem to go Indeed. that you don't know what you've got until it's gone. You motherfucker. They've paved paradise put and put up a parking lot. Indeed. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Was that part of the topic? Were you fucking with me right now? No, I now? just wrote that down because I wanted to do that. That's good. Point. I like that. That was, I, that was a good one. Thanks. Anyway. Submarine sandwich. Submarine sandwich. I have the perfect TikTok sound to do that with. I'm just trying to decide how I want to cater my TikTok. Right. Because I do need to start making them. Sure. Um, But, like, do I want to try to be funny? Right. Or do I want to try to put music on there yes and I, i'm leaning towards funny because i would do both only there are jokes that only work in that space right there's some funny ass rappers on tiktok though, there are the thing and so that's the thing it's like i would listen to the music you throw up a little video clip and then i'm yeah. scrolling through and the next thing's a joke i'm here for both perfect perfect well i appreciate the insight yeah yeah i because like if you uh do the um you know somebody says like 
I, the one I always see is the girls like, oh, women aren't funny, huh? Well, tell me a joke. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and it does like the really intense music. But if you're like, scientists recently found the bottom of the Marianas Trench, and then it's like, dun, 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 dun. and then it ends with submarine sandwiches. And, you know, I'm famous on TikTok. Right, that's so, it. So, you know. Um, one of the not as fun parts about not being in Missoula right now is mm-hmm. it's harder for me to show you as many TikToks as I'd like to. <laughs> Madison and I's like pre-bed routine is I curate TikToks throughout the day okay. and then I show her like the top 10. Perfect. And so it's really nice. But then I'm like, we came here and we were just looking at them right before we went and I had maybe 400 that I could show you. And I know right. that you would like, let's say 85 to 90% of them. Yeah. And our, I feel like our algorithms are fairly similar right uh-huh. now because you're like, how, how about this one? And I'm like, ah, yeah. yeah, that one. And then it's like, yeah. And it's like, right. Eh. It, it, it is like, <laughs> eh. and it do be like, it eh. really do be. Like, I went so long not getting an account back because you used to be able to watch them without right. having an account. And then it blocked me out. And I was like, mm, guess that's the end of that. Right. And then have like friends and stuff getting fucking super huge on right. TikTok. And I'm like, ah. Am I going to have to? Got to have to. I got to. I, I at least want to watch them again. Right. And my algorithm, I think the, the it's getting, now it's getting better. Sure. It took a while. Mm-hmm. Initially, when I used to be on TikTok, it was like, oh, it picked it up quick. Right. And now it took like a couple weeks. I went through some weird, weird, oh, like, yeah. where is this even coming from? Because right. it doesn't match. I started out on Wisconsin TikTok, mm. which was hilarious. That sounds I'm hilarious. a little bummed that I moved away from right. that one. But now I think I'm more in like a, okay, I'm only skipping every three videos or sure. whatever. Um, also, John Mayer's on TikTok now, and he's an absolute animal. Yeah. If you just want to learn some stuff about guitar and about John Mayer songs- that's go, your place. Go watch him. I think my my initial entry was like pool cleaning and power washing TikTok. That's Great. a pretty good spot. Um, it suggested gay TikTok to me like a lot. Yeah. And that was a thing that I had heard could happen. Yeah. Was that there's like straight TikTok and gay TikTok. Yeah. And not in like even a derogatory way, just like their hashtag gay TikTok. Yeah. And I'm like, it was starting to throw quite a few in there. And I'm like, that's fine. They're entertaining. Yeah. This is not for me though. Right. This is I'm not the audience. I want to be on Beans TikTok. Dude, Beans TikTok. Beans. What the fuck? Dude, I definitely hit Shanty TikTok for a yeah. while. Who didn't? Right. Um That was everywhere. I'm trying to think it it's been it's been good general content yeah. for now. I haven't hit like a solid string of stuff recently. I did like um the the two good ones that I saw were um the the uh, accent challenge that yeah. I number one we have beaning, <laughs> yeah. uh, got which beep. makes me laugh every fucking time. And then right the really serious music one, but it's with animals that they yeah. do it. And so there was one that was like, oh, it's kitty now. That's weird. I thought it was stinky bait or stinky baby, poop pants, fart boy. And it's like <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So those are funny. Those I are definitely good. trend towards cat TikTok. Yeah. I, I love, yeah. I love uh, accent TikTok. That's like, yep. oh, why do I have? You might be wondering why I have a verified account. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm actually a voice actor. I was saying, I got a lot for, of voice actors. Recently. Yeah, uh, I played Shrek. And like, hey, donkey, yeah. what are you doing in my swamp? There's a lot of really like. <laughs> one of the for whatever reason, there's been real horny shit on TikTok too. Yeah, and not like provocative, sexy stuff. 
just like the word cock has been thrown around a lot. And one of the funniest ones is like a sonic impression. And it just says, ha hey, nice cock. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And dude, it makes me who laugh made that? every fucking time. Dude, last night we were playing Rocket League and uh, everybody was, you can say nice shot and it's yeah. like a quick command or whatever. And this kid just pe- kept pestering us with nice shot. And finally we dunked on him to win the game. <laughs> and so we started typing back nice shot. And one of my buddies goes, ha nice cock. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 probably a child on the other line, no. We're getting kicked out. Yeah, we're getting banned. Um, but then I, we, we were like, I wonder if the guy who does that is on Cameo. Oh, I hope because so. Because how fucking funny would that be to be like, happy birthday, Tyler, from your friend, Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice cock. I saw him I'm the so other day. I'm so sorry, Mom. Because somebody, somebody paid him for something right i didn't even see what they paid him for right he just put out a response tiktok to this dude named jake and it was just a minute long compilation compilation of him popping out of places and going hey you're jake nice cock dude that's like i was like you know what i want for my birthday is that cameo (laughs) but then but then i went to his like uh the actual actor's um like web page yeah and there's a picture of him in like a uh, he, he clearly is like a goofy guy, whatever. And he's wearing like one piece of a costume from each of the characters he's done. So he has like a Batman mask <laughs> yeah. and there's like an Avengers thing in the background. But he's got this hood that is Sonic eyes and it's sitting kind of over his forward. <laughs> I'm fast as fuck. I was going to say, and I don't know if you've seen that video, but there's a guy who who goes, they used to underestimate my fastness, but they won't ever underestimate it anymore because I'm, I'm, I'm fast. I'm so fast. I'm so freaking fast. And he stands up, and it's a guy in basically like a sonic onesie, but it's like assless somehow. Yeah. And he runs through his house away from the camera and like smashes his shins on a table and just crashes through it. And his mom goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's, dude, the That's problem so is... That suit that the guy is wearing is the same suit that the voice actor is wearing. And so I copied a picture. Dude, it's like a sepia picture too. And he's like kind of gazing down at this Batman mask with the Sonic thing on his head. And I, I typed in our Discord. I like sent that picture and I go, they'll never underestimate my fastness now. He's <laughs> like, sometimes you live long enough to become the villain. A hundred percent. But can you imagine like... Part of me thinks like if you're a voice actor and you're funny and like you don't get a ton of responses like yeah. that are like big fans being obnoxious yeah. about something, like you might humor somebody on cameo and be like, all right, I'll say it because yeah, it's funny. Whatever. But like this guy seems like as much as he's a goofball, he obviously cares about all the characters that he right. voice acted too, which fair. Yeah. You know, you put a lot of effort into that. It's your job. And so I don't know that I would be that guy going on cameo and just getting pestered with like, hey, can you send my buddy a video you saying nice cock? <laughs> you know? Did you know who was the number one on Cameo for last Kevin week? from The Office, yeah. right? Which is wild. Crazy. But also, he crushes it on there. Oh, yeah. Some of The Office ones are not that good. Like, I've seen videos of people who, like, got one or whatever. Yeah. We had a funny one in a fantasy league this year. Oh, yeah. Like, guy was a big Tampa Bay fan. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the like, the beat reporter for Tampa Bay is on um, Cameo. Okay. And it was, like, $12. And so... So it was a it was a semifinal in the playoffs, and the guy playing the Tampa Bay fan got a cameo from that lady, 
and it just said like, hey, know you're a huge fan, and I love to report positive news about the Bucks. Unfortunately, um, I've done my scouting report on your team, and they're horrible. They are not going to win. The Buccaneers have a chance this weekend. You do not. And it was like, he was like, I am somehow devastated and so impressed all at the same time. This is my best and worst nightmare. Because you can write them a script. Right. I've never used Cameo before, but... I've seen some pretty funny ones. It's one you forget about, like that it's an option until it presents itself and you're like, wait a minute. I kind of want to sign up for it just to like put it in a bio and somebody's going to click Somebody on it and be do. like, hey, can you do this? And you're There's like, yeah, if you're going to pay for me for free. it. I looked yesterday. That's awesome. And it's like musicians and it's like, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. I would pay you for a cameo. Hey, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. I'd make you that. say, hey, nice cut. <laughs> Say, I'll do that one for you. You always think in the future where it's like, it's going to be a bummer when, like, my kids listen to this, like, years from now. Because they'll be like, wasn't he the best man in your wedding? And it's like, yeah, he was. And it's like, didn't we see him last weekend? It's like, yeah, you did. Well, why'd you make him say nice cock? <laughs> why'd you do that? Like, I'm setting up a lot of conversations I don't really want to have. <laughs> So if you listen to this, you're grounded or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We got to plan ahead for these yeah. kind of things. <laughs> Did you win this episode at au- auction? We only made one of these. What? Um, what? What? I said, did you listen to this episode oh, at yeah, auction? Oh, yeah. We only made one of these. Tweet us how much you paid for this episode via <laughs> NFT. Um, That's how we monetize. We don't get sponsored. We just sell episodes. Yeah. And you have to pay us a tiny bit of Ethereum. Just for a it. tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Give me, give me some satoshis, little bit, and yeah, I'll give be us, on my way. Give us cash at me, and I can just sacks. invest that. Um, <clears throat> here is a food-related question, please. Um, how fast do you think you could drink one of those cans of orange juice concentrate, and mm-hmm. would you die? <laughs> well, let me tell you this: I used to eat it as a kid, so pretty quick, I think. <laughs> I, dude, that was my secret. Whenever I was making um, orange juice, I would take part of the spoon and I would spoon off a chunk and I would eat that while I was stirring it. <laughs> Did you not do that? No. Is that a weird thing to do? I love it. Well, Rose doesn't make like a pit. Well, now she does because we own a pitcher. Well, sure. But she didn't used to make a pitcher at a time. She'd just like take a scoop, put it oh, in, yeah, a, see, in that's a cup way and make one. I, I don't know how you get the proportions right. It's either going to be way too strong right. or it's going to be weak as fuck. We were taught these algorithms by Bill Nye, but we don't necessarily know how they apply to concentrated <laughs> <Me>? orange juice. <laughs> I'm fresh as fuck. <laughs> His style, whack. whack. His juice, whack. whack. The cup he uses, whack. whack. Me? Me? I'm fresh as fuck. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I guess now that we're talking about it, though, is that a weird thing to do? Like, have some I concentrate? Think everybody probably did it. My thought is, okay, I've heard enough kids who ate, like, Kool-Aid powder thinking it was oh, going to yeah. be great, and it's, it's horrible not. because yeah. it doesn't have any sugar in it. Yeah, because the original didn't have sugar in it. Right. Now you can buy it with the sugar in right. it. You can eat that shit by the spoonful. But, um... I yeah, I, I guess I just never questioned. That was some yeah. of my favorite part. Like, if I got assigned to making juice that day... You were eating a little of the It was like you'd stir it up, and then you'd have the spoon at the end, and it would have a little chunk left on it, and you would just eat that. And it's like turbocharged orange juice. Yeah, it's like the orange juice. Some would say concentrate. <laughs> the flavor was, I don't know, packed in there, concentrated in there. Something. Yeah, it's like the, it hadn't been diluted. It's I weird. don't I, Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But it tasted great. Yeah. 
I mean, it would kind of like, dude, it, it followed good ice principles in that it had like a nice sheer value. Mm-hmm. And so when you would crunch through it, it would just kind of go shwang. See, now I make sure to put my orange juice concentrate in the fridge. Right. You got to get a so little it, bit not softens. Yeah. And because I hate, I want orange juice right fucking then. Right. But I'm only going to make it when I want orange juice. It is pretty nice to squeeze out of the tube, though. Yeah. Especially when that it's a little, little bit like, frozen. The, yeah. Noise and it splats in the bottom. You, <laughs> I'm telling wooden, you, it's you good. have to stir it with a wooden spoon. Correct. I was just gonna say, if you stir with a plastic spoon, you're a bad person. Yeah. You're probably getting jail yeah. time. Mm. That spoon's got to soak up a little of the flavor, right? And then no you matter eat how that many times you, risk you wash a splinter it, yeah. trying to eat the concentrate. Yeah, I, I ate some wooden spoon once because I uh, I was trying to stir a smoothie while it was blending and <laughs> fucked up the spoon. <laughs> You know, oh. and I thought I got the pieces out. I didn't. You just well, drink a spoon. Yeah. Um, but uh, on the concentrate, <clears throat> when we were, yeah, I had to admit middle school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. One of my buddies and I, I was staying the night at his house and we were like, let's pull an all nighter. We're going to play all these video games. Right. Something new had just came out. And that's when uh, the third Lord of the Rings game was mm. fucking at its peak. Right. Um. And which it still is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it always has been. But we were little kids. We don't have access to energy drinks necessarily sure. and stuff. But he comes down with a jar of Nesquik, and so the whole night we were just eating spoonfuls of Nesquik powder. <laughs> like, oh, I'm feeling a little tired. I'm yeah. gonna fucking yeah. And so yeah, we just we were up until I don't know eight a.m. something like that. Right, just eating Nesquik and playing video games. I mean, that sounds like an ideal childhood evening. Right? That sounds like a nice evening right now, honestly. Yeah. I've been eating for dessert a nice little treat. It's the Abuelita um, like Mexican hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's got a little cinnamon in it. And so you can have that. And basically what it is, it's like a little circle of chocolate that's shaped in, or like you can cut it into triangles. Okay. And you put one triangle in per like mug that you're making and it melts down into the hot chocolate. Right. And so it's great. It's, nice, it's, it's, it's good because straight up like Swiss Miss is delicious but it doesn't it's kind of one dimensional right there's no extra to it right and and then this it adds like a little extra flavor it's kind of a a more complex type of hot cocoa and so it's like nice you know but most of the time I'm a baby Madison always teases me because I get I order drinks at like kids temp yeah because I'm not going to call it baby temp why not I would when she was working when she was working there I'd be like can I get that baby temperature please she goes, yeah, because you're a big baby. And I was like, yeah. Exactly. That's exa- Why would I order it any other way? You, you see me. <laughs> I don't know why people order drinks hot as fuck, though. It's like, hey, I'm going to scald my tongue and ruin the flavor. Yeah. I'm like, give me baby temperature so I can chug it immediately. Hey, break me. Um, so, but I've been, I've been doing the thing where you cut it into the triangles, but then you just kind of chew on a triangle. Yeah. And it's nice because you can kind of shave it off with your teeth. And so it's not like a like a Hershey bar you bite through. Right. Right? Not this. It's it's hard. Yeah. But it's very crystalline too. And so you can kind of like just chunk like chunk off little bites. Yeah. And it's got a nice little crunch to it and a little cinnamon twist. Yeah. It's fucking it's cash yeah, money. Because Mexican chocolate anything is right. is money. Why not just completely agree? Why not just eat it Go on your own to terms? The source. Yeah. It's been a nice because it's the nice part too. It's uh, it's chocolate. It's not like it's good for you, right. but it's comparatively low calorie, and I also don't need a bunch because it's a pretty rich, dense flavor. Right, you're supposed to get a cup out of it. Right, and so it's kind of like, look, if I take 20 minutes to eat this little piece of chocolate, that's gonna feel like a lot more satiating of a dessert than like 4,000 M and M's. Right. Did you see Matt Stoney? He's a competitive eater. Yeah. He does his competition or his little challenges each week. Yeah. This week, his challenge was. 
4,044 M&Ms. Wait, really? And see how fast he could eat them. Dude, the uh, the risk there, because obviously we know stomach capacity is not an yeah. issue for him. The risk there is choking on an M&M. The risk there is that it was 18,000 calories. And yes, he was just about choking the entire time. He didn't make it through, obviously. I think he ate That's just, just shy of 3,000 M&Ms. That feels like you think, oh, M&M's so small. But uh, that has been the most illuminating lesson to me on how big numbers can really get so fast. Yeah. 3,000 or 4,000 of anything in a half an hour is a lot. Yeah. No matter what. Because you was, think one M&M is small. 4,000 of those, though, not yeah. so small. It was all of like, a you know, you get those big, like, novelty vases right. that are like, oh, you could put a betta fish in there, but you're never going to put flowers in there. Sure. Like, they're huge. He had one of those full of M&Ms. Oh, that's a And lot was M&Ms just too. scooping handfuls out and chasing them down with water, too. And it's like, oh, that's wild. That See, sounds. Awful. The thing is to right. I could never competitive eat for a variety of reasons, but one would be the water element, yeah. where you've got to dunk bread and just fucking Ugh. get it to gush or whatever, Ugh. and it's like I don't want that. Wrong word choice there. What did I say on the way? Oh, we were driving over, and we were talking about the place called Dress Barn, which is a pretty, I would argue, uniquely American place. I don't know that you know Brazil has a dress barn. Right. You know, um, it's because they're. The, it's spelled barn, but it's got an enye over it. Um, barnier. But, barnier. Um, <laughs> but I was, you know, kind of te- teasing that name and being like, oh, yeah, Sally Lou, when are we going to go get our dresses? Or where are we going to go? And I was trying to say, go get gussied up for the barn party or for the hoedown or whatever. But I said, where are we going to go get looking good for the gussy party? And Madison goes, what the fuck is a gussy party? And then laughed for like 10 straight minutes because a gussy party sounds hilarious. Yeah. Um, so does a dress barn, though. Right. Gusset. Gusset. You ever get gussed? <laughs> Is you gussing? Gussy party. Anyway, let us know if you've ever been to a gussy party. Is it time for Tweet of the Week? I think it is. Okay. Oh, wait. I have one more list. Read it to me. Okay. I need to open it. Yeah, so would. this is the it's a life pro tip. It says don't throw away annoying silica gel little pockets that mm-hmm. come along with new electronic devices, shoes, purses, blah blah blah. Sure. Silica gel can pro- prolong the life of anything that would be affected by excess moisture. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can lose them for: throw them in your gym bag, prevent bacterium and mold. Also gets rid of odors. Put some in your toolbox; they'll keep your tools free of rust. Preserve your old photo books using them. Mm-hmm. Put some packets in your camera bag. Forget about rice. Put a wet phone or other electronics in silica. They can help keep your makeup bag fresh. If you ever have to pack moist clothes, just put some of these packets into your luggage. Mm -hmm. You'll never have to wait for your windshield to clear up in the mornings again. Put a few packets under your windshield. They'll absorb the moisture. I don't know if I believe that one. Yeah, I don't either, but I like the idea of it. You can keep dry goods like herbs, breads, crumbs, crackers, and anything else that would be kept as crisp. Crumbs. Crispy from getting soggy. Yeah, why would you keep That's crumbs? That's what I like to keep. Is Although we do have breadcrumbs in our freezer. I mean, I guess, but still like. Rose saw something where like, oh, you have a leftover piece of a baguette that nobody ever eats. Mm-hmm. Put it in the food processor. Chop it up. Make fucking nice roast crumbs. it in some olive oil and drop it on mac and cheese and shit like that. And you just oh, keep it in the shit. freezer. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, it's, so now we always just have breadcrumbs in That's the freezer. That's really smart, actually. So. Okay, so I could see the crumb argument then. Uh, it says it keeps razor blades sharp, and I don't buy that. Melt it down and make a computer processor out of it due to the shortage. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's silicon, but. 
Um, anyway, I got a tweet we? here um, from Kids Write Jokes. It says, why did the crab go to prison? Crimes. Crimes! Crimes! <laughs> and I feel like as obvious as that is. Um, Who would have thought? It's also one that makes a lot of sense. How'd they get the crab on those crimes? Um, I got another one that just says, um, me and the homies after we get the vaccine and it's just a bunch of kids sitting under uh, the tarp from gym class or the parachute <laughs> and I'm like yeah pretty much exactly I don't feel like people give that as much credit as it was no, due that was the best and it's so simple that too. and Star Lab and the I feel fuck sorry. is Star Lab you don't, uh, we talked about this yeah, right where yeah. I had a apparently not as good I'm sorry sp- whatever dude it's fine this one comes from Tragic Alley and it says Tragic Alley here uh, yeah. if a guy ever says I don't know much but I know I love you Dump him and look for one who knows more stuff. Maybe cool shark facts. Yeah, I mean, good point. <laughs> this one comes to us from some bingus named Arno at Straight Dangerous. <laughs> and it says, saw the first Hornet of the season today. 2021 is canceled. See you in 2022. And Perfect. that is correct. If I was you walking see- the dog. And fuck. Sounds awful. There he was. Here's a good one. Um, fuck small talk. I want to know what at what point you gave up on The Walking Dead. Yo, because the answers in here were fascinating. Really? I was like, "Who's that character?" and or "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Which means I gave up on it pretty early, comparatively. <laughs> I think it's still on. It allegedly, is. it is. It's like 15, what are they doing? Sixteen seasons in, How? something like that. I don't know. It, well, it's a manga. I know, but there wasn't enough information. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. This one comes from Kevin Farzad. I think we've had Kevin Farzad f- before. Shout out! It's already tonight. What's next? Tomorrow? Fuck this. That's a good point, actually. Um, at Sludge Girl says tying up my boyfriend like a horse outside the restaurant I'm eating inside after I'm vaccinated and he's not. <laughs> the last one isn't really a tweet, but um, it is a fun fact. Okay, and that is that Alvin Kamara has apparently moved to Montana. For those of you who don't know, he's a yes. running back for the New Orleans Saints, and he's a funny dude. Seems like a nice guy, but he's just been posting videos of him living his best life, just yeah, snowboarding, snowboarding and tearing it up and just falling down and having a great time. And it's been like, it's been a source of pretty much unbridled joy for me just watching those. <laughs> like if I'm down, I will legitimately go watch a video of him just having fun on a snowboard because yeah. it makes me so happy. <laughs> so good. I have two more. Please. Uh, this one comes from Shakti Shetty. Uh, don't let anyone else ruin your day. It's your day. Ruin it yourself. Correct. Um, and this one is, I think it's a Tumblr post, but we're going with it anyway because it hurt me when I read it the first time, mm-hmm. and I know it'll hurt other people too. Good. Um, there should be a word to describe that horrible feeling you get when you realize halfway through telling a story that it's not as funny as you thought it was, but it's too late to back out. So you just finish the story, and everyone listening does that awkward, polite laugh, and then it gets quiet. So you burn your house down, fake your death, move to Chile, and start a new life as a loner fisherman. Yeah, dude, that's... That's fucking real. Mm. Been there. Man. That hurts me deep in my chest. You're going to hurt me like that on my birthday, I'm on sorry. my birthday, at my birthday party, on my, my birthday, birthday, on my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Go celebrate my birthday, would you? A nice cock. <laughs> Have a nice cock. Bye. <laughs>